Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about random topics. I'm Kev. And I'm Jack. So, you know how we've been trying different things out, right? I think we're going to try something new today. We're going to try and pros and con a film. Yeah. So we're going to try this mainly for quote-unquote classic movies or movies that everyone knows. And maybe we'll do some new 2019 releases if we go see something and want to talk about it but we'll try to stick mostly otherwise to yeah these well-known famous movies yeah but for this episode we're going back to 1999 20 years ago that's wild big year for movies it was a lot of classics or critically acclaimed movies yeah But yeah, we're going to get to The Matrix. Maybe the most classic of that year. It's up there. I mean, who doesn't know The Matrix? All right, so we're going to try out doing this with some different pro or con categories. And we'll see how it works for this first episode. Yeah, yeah. First off, we got The Myth, which is basically... What you heard about it, I mean, especially us at this time, we're like six years old, and I mean, I don't even remember when I actually heard of it or saw it for the first time, but do you remember like hearing about it before you saw it, or do you remember hyper expectations or stories being told around it before you saw it? I actually don't remember much about it either. I remember hearing about it before i watched it like i didn't go into it blindly i mean i can't remember for sure if like that whole bullet dodging thing was a big thing but i don't know if that was like after or before i saw it or what i think that was before because i think from again this could be distorted but from what i remember it was like yo that shit's crazy like <laughs> the effects are like yeah dude dodges bullets everyone like, would like, just mimic that like yeah like, be in oh. the lunchroom like <laughs> Imagine that, like, coming out now with, like, the meme era. Yeah. Or GIFs and shit. Like, shit would have blown up. Yeah. So, like, even then, I feel like it had some sort of hype. And maybe we weren't super aware of it because of our age. and Right. Obviously, it wasn't made for us. We're not, like, the target audience at the time. But, yeah. I think I just remember that. The bullet dodging and, like, the numbers on the screen. And would you say that was a pro or con in terms of making you want to watch it? For sure, pro. Just because it seemed, like, futuristic or, like, right different. And that shit was cool back in the day. Yeah. Especially when you're younger. Like, oh, yeah, this is just far ahead. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I feel like they did a great job with just the, I don't even want to call it marketing, but kind of like what you were saying with the bullet thing and the GIF. It was just such an easy movie to kind of tell a friend about and get them excited because Mm. like the basic idea of it or even just the visuals and aesthetic were easy to draw you in you know like Mm. the long black trench coats and the glasses and this green text and everything you know yeah they like got it right from the start which it's one of those things that's hard to do but Maybe it's part of the reason why it's so memorable and a classic. Let's just briefly tackle the story in terms of what it is. So 
we'll just go bounce back and forth. One says one thing, the other goes. All right, so there's this guy, maybe mid-20s or something, mm-hmm. who is played by Keanu Reeves, and he goes by Neo, at least for his online computer alias. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's what he's known by in the movie, too. His real name is barely ever mentioned. It's not important. I'm not even going to say it because no one cares. It's not necessary info. Right away, we see that he's very tech savvy. Yeah, he's like a hacker. He's like a hacker up there, genius level, like some Mr. Robot type head. Yeah. He's in the dark webs out there somehow, (laughs) some way. And he's aware of this, what would you call it, a group? They're like outlaws on the run in this like cyber alternate dimension or something. And there's these agents in suits trying to find them and stop them for trying to expose what turns out to be the Matrix. Right. Or tear it down too. And the Matrix would be this uh, fake computer simulation type of world, right? Yeah. I mean, it's basically the idea that, let's say, the world we're recording this podcast in is just a simulation. And, in fact, there's a whole other world out there. Yeah, we are the Sims. (laughs) We're just playing parts. And, yeah, those super agents are kind of like the police of people trying to break out or find out what's really outside of this matrix. Yeah. And the other main thing besides the constant battle and chase between the two groups is that Neo is supposed to be, quote unquote, the one. Yeah, he's the chosen one. He's the one that's smart enough, fast enough, has all the abilities to expose this matrix. Just put it that way. Yeah. He's the one that can break out of the mold. So, yeah, I mean, that pretty much sums up the movie and it's kind of like morpheus and the society or group tracking him down to make this happen have him reach his destiny and you know help them achieve their goals as a group and take down the agents and etc and neil's also coming to terms with if he is the one and what all this means Mm -hmm. so let's pro or con that story slash concept i'd pro it i like it even like today it's like ahead of its time or super original do you think it's even more relevant today yes bro (laughs) somehow it's yeah like very relevant and yeah i guess in some cases you got to reach you know yeah stretch out the arm a little bit more but yeah you can connect it to a lot of things today or concepts of today And I don't even know if we want to get into that discussion now, but even something as like as simple as like social media and it being a world or Elon Musk saying we live in a simulation, possibly like there's a slight chance that we are. Yeah. Still relevant. But yeah, let's save going a little bit deeper on that for a little later after we talked about the rest of it first. But for sure, I mean, I would pro the story and concept definitely, like you said, ahead of its time and it just has a lot of layers to it Mm -hmm. without dumbing it down but also without being too complicated Mm -hmm. and they made it fun and easy to digest you know right 
it makes perfect sense to bring this up now, but I put this movie in a similar category to like Inception or something. Mm-hmm. But somehow, like, no one gets Inception. Like, that's part of it. Like, right. so many people are like so confused about it. But The Matrix kind of did a good enough job. Yeah, but that's like not big. Somewhat easy to understand. Right. And also, just to be clear, there is a trilogy of Matrix movies, but we're only talking about the first one today. The one that matters. Yeah. But yeah, so what was up with the whole robot thing in that other world? Or Oh yeah, like the things attacking the ships. Yeah, it was like a octopus spider. Yeah, type like thing. neither of us remembered that. Yeah, we were watching it and I was like, What the fuck? Like I didn't even know this was part of the movie. Right. It's almost like if that was like a director's cut that we Yeah happen to watch now. <laughs> the only thing it seemed like to me was like, Oh, you know, they're like in Star Wars where they're in space and some people are like, oh, shit, they're coming to attack us. We got to move through light speed to... Yeah. It... Like, that's the only reference I can make. And I still don't understand the, like, context here or... Super strange. Maybe we're just dumb. I don't really <laughs> get it either. <laughs> but there was a point where, like, I don't know if you remember that part where they're like, yeah, they still make humans, but it's to turn them into batteries or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, pulls out, like, one of those big-ass <laughs> radio batteries. <laughs> And I was like, uh, I don't get it. So the robots are just there watching the farm of humans. Yeah. But again, yeah, like it didn't fully make sense. That was like one of the things that I'd con or didn't quite get. It's also just unnecessary. Like you don't yeah. need it in the movie. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I guess now we can get into the length of the movie, which was about two and a half hours yeah not quite a full scorsese as you like to say yeah needed at least another 20 to 25 so yeah. we could get to that um but did you feel like it dragged somewhere did it flow well what you no, think not really it didn't feel like two and a half it felt like it went by quicker than that like maybe two hours or two and five or ten you know like it didn't mm -hmm. feel that long and I feel like it was pretty well paced throughout. There weren't really any huge stretches where I was like, ah, just want the next scene to come, you know? Like, they did a pretty good job of keeping it moving for the most part. The movie was moving along. I don't want to say fast, but, like, good enough where you never even thought about, like, all right, I gotta, let's move on. Like, it was always something new. Right. It actually starts off pretty, like hectic which i like in movies i mean we should also add in how long that you can remember has it been since you've last seen it and how many times would you guess overall you've maybe seen it before fully i've seen it like twice but i feel like i've seen parts of it like catch it on tnt or something yeah, for sure and catch a few parts but like when i first saw it i want to say middle school mm -hmm. again like i was aware of it before and i think i've seen parts of it but that i sat down and like watched the entire thing i want to say like middle school so it had been yeah like over a decade yeah since we sat down and then watched it recently right what about you yeah i mean i can't remember exactly when i watched it but it was for sure really young and i remember even we have some family friends who had a dog who just passed away recently but they had him for a while up until 
just a couple of months ago, and his name was Neo after Neo in the Matrix. That's wild. And from what I can remember, I always understood the reference. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when they said like, "Oh, his name is Neo." When they got him, I was like, "Oh, like in the Matrix," or you know, it made sense. So I must have already seen it at that point. You know what's crazy? This movie has like three of the names that you right away know or think of a certain person when you hear them. And that's Keanu. If I hear the name Keanu, (laughs) it's like Keanu Reeves. And I'm sure like your dad or mom loves Keanu or something. Even though if it's not true, that's like your first thought. (laughs) Neo, which is the same person, but the character name. Yeah. You right away think The Matrix. And then the god Morpheus, bro. Yeah, for sure. Which I feel like it's a name Jamaicans like to use or some shit. But <laughs> <laughs> like you right away think of the Matrix and everyone probably gets that. Not just the people that have seen the movie. And you also brought up a funny point that if you drop the M, it could still easily work. <laughs> Morpheus, bro. Like It's a solid name. Like, it still fits the character. I don't even want a dog, but I'm, like, thinking about getting one now just so I can name <laughs> it one of these names. But, yeah, and in terms of, like, since then, I think it's the same for me in terms of I'd see pieces on cable once in a while, but mm-hmm. I don't remember watching it in full, I'm not sure, at all over the years. But, I mean, even with us seeing it, those amounts, mm-hmm. it's still... It's a movie that is going to interest you time and time again to watch it. And it'll still breeze by. Yeah. And then again, it has like cool parts where like, oh shit, it's this part. Let me watch it. Because like something cool happens or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Speaking of Keanu though, let's get into casting and the acting on there. We're going to talk about the acting, but we also get into some casting and whether we like the choices or not. But yeah, let's start off with Keanu Reeves. Honestly, I think he's perfect. I can't think of another person who would have captured the role in the same way because he does these combinations of things where in the beginning he's like this hacker guy and he seems totally legit in terms of that. But he also feels like just a regular normal guy that you would run into on the street and have a conversation with, play some basketball at the park with, you know. He feels super down-to-earth. No, that's a good point, because in connection to that, I also think he works as the badass he becomes. Right, he can pull off that super cool feel and look to him. Yeah, like, once you start picturing other people, I don't know, they all have, like, something that wouldn't work. Right, and he can also still be scared and paranoid and vulnerable like he can access all these things with it still feeling just like one character you know yeah like for example supposedly will smith was approached to play neo yeah and he turned it down (laughs) to film the wild wild west yikes which i can't lie i think i used to like that film really and it was like a thing because when it came out i mean i don't know if i've even seen it i was just saying yikes in terms of like obviously very unsuccessful film especially in comparison to the matrix yeah yeah i don't know how successful it was but i remember that i watched it and i really liked the song in it and it was a thing because me as a kid yeah 
I really like this song, and I think it has like Cisco in it or some shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like a catchy tune, and I think Will Smith is rapping on it. And like my family like used to play it for me because <laughs> I was I don't know this was in 1999 or 98 <laughs> um, when Wild Wild West came out or was being made. But yeah, how would you feel if Will Smith was Neo? I mean, it's always hard to say in reverse, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a pretty good substitution, mm-hmm. and he can capture those different emotions, like I was mentioning. But I feel like there's also this low keyness to Keanu that works in the movie, where he feels more like a just normal mm-hmm. person or very average Joe that happens to go into the situation. Yeah, and Will Smith has a little bit more of that star power where yeah he feels a little less average yeah no yeah i think he's too cool too much swag yeah we mentioned before how neo was the chosen one if it was will smith he'd be like nah nigga i know i'm the chosen (laughs) one like (laughs) so yeah like i don't know if he would have worked like i'm sure he it would have been a cool movie but totally different just different because he has like an aura around him he's just too big almost yeah and there was also like johnny depp brad pitt val kilmer all for neo as well and i don't think any of them would have worked yeah none brad pitt's too handsome yeah val kilmer is a little too quirky too much johnny depp hipster i don't know (laughs) yeah just they hit it out the park with keanu and for morpheus they talked about Gary Oldman, Russell Crowe, and Samuel L. Jackson, who he, I think, could have worked. You got Lawrence Fishburne in the actual role in the movie, who I think kills it for sure. But, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson, also a legend, I think he would have killed that part. He would have been solid. Because, <laughs> as opposed to Neo, Morpheus already has that swag, that power. Yeah. And Samuel has that, like... Right. He could have easily worked in that. Yeah. I don't know about Gary Oldman or Russell Crowe, but... Yeah. No, that's like a whole different movie. Yeah, for real. So that one, maybe, with Samuel could have worked, but also a solid choice. And I mean, the rest of the cast, like, we won't go into every person, but the rest of them are pretty solid overall. Yeah, they did their thing. All right, so... Next up, we got cinematography. I don't even know where to start with this. <laughs> I mean, pro or con? Pro, because this was 1999. Word. And I know them early 2000s. <laughs> it's a lot of bad movies that came yeah. from that whole era and bad CGI and effects. And Yeah, I mean, I guess we can even combine visual effects here, too, which were both ahead of its time and also hold up so well. Yeah um just felt seamless there were only a couple where i was like oh this would look a lot better now you know right oh yeah and like some of the things this movie did are still like being used today or even making a comeback today like when they would take a shot like an action shot let's say neo or trinity which is the girl in the movie it's like in a fighting scene and they like jump to do like a karate kick or something Mm -hmm. they like freeze the frame but like completely move the angle right while they're still like kicking in midair midair 
that's something like you see today and i feel like some of the superhero movies copied i think i saw it like in wonder woman right and in one of the avengers or something but yeah i mean while we're in that hole too let's go off on a side tangent for a sec in terms of the category of impact on pop culture in terms of Procon, because even the bullet thing alone you know for people who don't know what we're talking about it's when he dodges the bullets in slow motion but even that alone was not only copied or referenced in so many movies but also just like you'd be at school and kids would be doing that you know hell yeah um i feel like even today like, yeah if you were like at a family party or something like someone threw a football at you and it was close to you and you'd be like whoa yeah i had to like matrix out of the way right everyone will get the reference like, yeah that's insane that like a 20 year old thing where like many people were either too young or even old can like somehow get the reference yeah breaks boundaries type of shit i mean that's another thing too that it is a movie for adults kids teenagers like it's for everyone mm -hmm. i mean would you pro or con the impact on culture society etc pro it yeah but back to the actual look of the film it was pretty well done like when they're in the matrix it has a green tint on the screen it has like a little filter to it and but not too over the top yeah not over the top but it's there and it's supposed to remind you that this is when they're like in the matrix and yeah and the real world has like a blue tint to kind of mirror that on the opposite end right and they also like sucked out a lot of the blue color from the quote-unquote real world as well to heighten that even further which is like a technique in general in terms of the two that to my knowledge was not used in that way or at least so noticeably and so distinct in that way before like of course i'm sure movies use like oh black and white for mm -hmm. or you know those certain throwback looks that movies would have for like oh flashback to 1954 you know but <laughs> yeah this was different than that and i think it also had an impact and i feel like especially even on like the new level of tv shows we're seeing lately and the kind of experimental boundaries they push and all that yeah and again it was done like i don't want to say effortlessly because i'm sure it took a lot but it was like seamless like so well done that you almost don't notice it but it just makes sense when you're watching it yeah part of the whole look of the film has to do with their costumes though yeah how do you feel about the wardrobe and the choice i mean the all black classic trench coat sunglasses like it's just so burnt into your mind i feel and it's so simple but so effective and somehow so unique to them mm -hmm. i mean even down to the haircuts and everything too that go along with it yeah but i mean what about you that's an easy pro like again it's almost like they claimed that even though it was probably a thing before or right 
they for sure made it a thing after. Yeah. Even with like, I believe Trinity wears like this crazy like leather or patent leather shiny tight suit when mm-hmm. she's fighting. And yeah, they're trench coats with the sunglasses. Yeah. A little too reminiscent of the stereotypical Catwoman school shooter uh, on the trench coats. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying for hers. (laughs) But yeah, for her, for sure, like, could be Catwoman, um, but it does work. Again, I guess it connects back to, like, that connection to pop culture. And at the time, I feel like you would see, like, JT or, I don't know, Britney Spears or whoever. Yeah. Was in the red carpets back in the day, pull up in like the big coat or right. some like leather suit like that and pull it off. And it was probably partly due to the Matrix. Yeah. Or like the hair type, you know, um, they just kill it in every way. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're given all pros so far, mm, but I think it's about to change. <laughs> all right. Let's hear it. Let's get into the score and soundtrack. Or, you know, the overall sound design of the movie. So, am I hearing this is a con for you? It's a con. Just, like, not memorable or what? It's just, like, bad electronic music or something. (laughs) Most of the fighting scenes, it was like... And I'm like, oh my god, this (laughs) sounds like a bad, like, sample track on, like, a sound editing software that it would bring or something. I don't know if that makes it unmemorable. Like, I remember it, but it's almost because it's, like, bad. Yeah. And I don't know even if at the time it was cool. Oh, no. It was definitely trendy at the time. I'm sure it was, which sucks um, because you can't really blame them. But yeah, it's one of those where, like, everything else in the movie fits and, like, makes sense. But this feels like it's outdated. Right. Compared to everything else. Well, even... You know, you're saying with sound effects, with the sound design, but even certain songs, like we were saying how at the very end of the movie when he hangs up the phone and that one song starts playing, I forget, who is the group? Rage Against the Machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. So on brand, (laughs) but so 90s. (laughs) Very 90s. And yeah, so I mean, it's somewhat outdated in that sense, or at least timestamp of it which isn't always bad but it does kind of date it especially when the concept still feels so relevant right exactly you said it perfectly so for that reason i'll give it a con yeah i'd agree just because it could be better yeah and it wasn't for me it wasn't like memorable it wasn't something that really added a crazy amount to the story so Mm -hmm. yeah All right, so next up, we got memorable quotes or scenes per Rakan. If it has any enough, if it has good ones, I mean, we talked about the bullet one already. The other one would probably be the blue or red pill scene. Yeah, I'd like pro all of them. This movie has a few of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the bullet number one, like it's up there. Yeah. Yeah, the blue and red pill again. In today's meme world, yeah. if that was today, like, yeah. endless. I'm telling you, like, endless. <laughs> um, that one's pretty good. But there's also, like, a bunch of other memorable scenes. Like, you can even say these are, like, easy to memify. 
when like the super agents they basically like shapeshift and like switch yeah they can like teleport into other people's bodies right that could be a meme like oh when your girl says no one's home and like you right away like appear somewhere or some shit um like those are all super memorable and like some of the fighting scenes just because of the effects like when they're moving their arms super fast like i feel could work um Mm -hmm. yeah there's a bunch what about you can you think of any other ones i don't know about for all time i think there's different ones that might stand out to certain people i mean we talked about like the girl in the red dress scene right right or there's like the scene when they go see the oracle yeah and then there's the oh, kid yeah. that bends the outside spoon. right yeah yeah there's that there's like a couple girls like just gravitating right letter cubes i don't even know what those are called but that's like a super memorable scene again yeah like you said i don't know if all time but it makes me right. remember the movie if i see that right away and for the blue or red pill scene morpheus is basically presenting neo with the option of one pill he gets to see what the matrix is like and this whole other reality that he's been searching for and mysteries to unravel and that's in the red pill or he can take blue pill and just forget it all and be back in normal society and be kind of blind like ignorance is bliss type thing mm-hmm. so pro or con i mean i could see both sides to it like on the pro side yes definitely would be interested to see this whole other world and see it unraveled but on the con side if it's so messy and it could also kind of mess up your worldview and you could be kind of depressed from it for the rest of your life and with the pro of the red pill on that side you could keep living and have it be as is even if you're blind to some of the stuff you could still be enjoying it and the con of that is that you'll never know the true world out there but maybe that's not the worst thing so i guess it depends i don't know i can see both sides so you're in the middle yeah i'm curious like that (laughs) and i think at that point neo knows he's kind of special because they don't just take anyone yeah but i got a question for you Mm -hmm. what if you take both pills Mm, i don't know would the pills work or would they like cancel each other out? Yeah, then they'll cancel each other out. Because if I remember, he drinks the pill and Morpheus tells him, like, oh, this helps you like open up right. this, blah, 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 and like makes it easier for you to realize this or that. And I'm assuming the other one probably just knocks you out and like makes you forget things. Right. So yeah, maybe they'll cancel each other out or they'll open up your mind, you'll learn, but then you'll forget everything <laughs> when you wake up. <laughs> right. So at that point, I don't know, maybe you just have a drug addiction and you just wanted to pop pills. (laughs) So let's put out some other cons that we have with the movie because we've been pretty pro-heavy. So anything else come to mind? Yeah, I don't know. Other than like the score or sounds in the movie, part about the robots. One part that I remember 
being a little gross or like i don't need to watch this is like when he's being born into the pod in the alternate dimension mm-hmm. and it's just like bald raw human mm-hmm. and it's just like slimy and gross and yeah it was like that part of the movie that was not that great because i guess it does connect to the part of the robots as well because it's that world and not that i would fully cut it because i don't know (laughs) i mean i guess it is kind of important but yeah i can easily do without i would also con cypher who's like the villain in the movie like he's part of their crew but he turns on them and not that he's bad in it, but I think villains have just gotten so much better since then, especially. And I mean, even before that, too. But for such a great world and story, he's somewhat of a weak link. I mean, even the agents are great villains. Mm-hmm. But Cypher himself, I don't know. I guess also you're supposed to be annoyed by him, too. And I guess maybe that's partially the point, but... Yeah, he was just like a bad coward, like a yeah. bad snitch, I guess. I don't know, the easy way out for him. But I do agree he was like a weak side villain, kind of. Yeah. But yeah, agree with that. Also, one other small con for the movie poster of it, they don't even use their classic green on the poster of the first one. They have like purple. Yes, yeah, like white and purple pretty much yeah it's like why use the green it's in the intro sequence of the movie like that's your thing that's your color i mean they learned they use it on the sequel yeah exactly they like figured it out after but yeah i don't know if there's something deeper yeah like he's finally in the matrix on the other two or he understands the matrix i don't know so would you say that after these years it's worthy of being called a classic pro or con i'd pro it as a classic for i mean we've mentioned all the levels of it easy to remember it's actually good i'd watch it again still relevant in story and concept very iconic costumes and style it's a classic to me yeah what about you yeah i'd say pro i think the classic label is thrown around too much But I think this deserves it. And not only for the quality of film, but like we talked about the impact on culture and society, etc. And for its timelessness, I think it's worth it. And we talked about the idea of like, if it was made today, it would still be relevant and all that. But let me ask you, pro or con, like you wanting it to be made today? We already said it could, but would you want it to be? I want to say no, because in very few cases, a remake is actually, like, good or as good as the original. Mm-hmm. And you can say, like, it's been long enough that they can remake it. I mean, we've seen Hollywood remake shit that yeah. wasn't even 10 years old. I mean, there's so much material that could go into it. Right. But I'd say no. Like, just wait a little longer and... It'll be even crazier. So, yeah, we actually, like, miss it, miss it, because... This movie's still good as is. Right. No need to remake it now. I mean, a couple of things with that. For one, part of the movie is around the idea that in this alternate universe, things are destroyed. And that's because of a battle between humans and AI. 
and AI could ramp up in the upcoming years. So maybe that would play into the movie even more. Yeah, that's true. And the other thing is that you're mentioning new versions of movies often not being as good or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting, too, with this is that it's been rumored that there's going to be a new one. And possibly with Michael B. Jordan, who also did Creed of the Rocky series. I mean, it's more of a continuation, less of a remake. But still, that would uh, it would be interesting. I mean, I think he would be great in that kind of a world. Although, I don't know if he should do a second story where he's basically reinventing or adding on to an already existing concept like that but i mean i love his acting i think he'd also fit well but yeah i i would say con we don't need it yeah i really do like michael b jordan as well he also gives me a little bit of what we mentioned earlier with will smith right he's almost too cool yeah like as is yeah but i'm sure he can kill it like he has that range if they do happen to make it yeah like you said make it be some sort of side story or a continuation of a story but not a replacement of neo or a new version of neo or something i was thinking about hypothetically what would be my ideal scenario for seeing like a new matrix movie so i'm going to throw out a situation to you and you can see if you pro or con it So, a new Matrix movie, not a remake, but just something within that world, within either a similar concept, breaking off it, or kind of an alternate, similar reality to it. And it would be directed by the Safdie brothers, who did Good Time. It would star Michael B. Jordan and Robert Pattinson as the two leads, and supporting cast would include Melvin Gregg, Zoe Kravitz, John Cho, Ethan Hawke, Rachel Wise, Brie Larson, and Lakeith Stanfield. I don't know, bro. That sounds solid. Like, I'll watch that. <laughs> um, who's the villain out of all of those names? <laughs> See, that's the thing. I couldn't figure out, like, who would be the best villain for this. I mean, you're welcome to throw it out there. I want to say Ethan Hawke just because he's, like, older and, you know, wise with age, like, (laughs) power. I don't know. But, yeah, I could also see, like, Lakeith Stanfield being, like, some sort of crazy, like, just different, like, villain. Ooh, or Daniel Kalula. Like, he was great as a villain. Widows, like, he would be great. That might be it. But Lakeith also, I feel like he would kill it. Yeah. But yeah, and then just overall final thoughts pro or conning the whole movie and all the elements within it. It's a major pro. If you haven't already, go watch it. I don't know what you're waiting for. It is on Netflix right now. I don't know for how long. Yeah, I mean, it just got added, so probably for a bit. Yeah, so while it's there, go watch it. The few cons we mentioned, they're not all that crazy. Like They shouldn't take away from watching this film. Uh, yeah what about you yeah i would give it a solid pro for sure it's something you should watch at least once if you don't you're missing out on a essential piece of culture and 
references and all that. Yeah. But yeah, so we were a little bit more heavy on the pros this time, but as we keep looking at different famous movies, I'm sure there'll be ones where it'll be more on the con side, so. <laughs> yeah, I guess just got lucky and got a pro one, but there might be a movie out there that gets con, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason, too, we wanted to do it was because it is the 20th year anniversary, so. Yeah. And that wraps it up for this episode. Let us know what you think of this new idea and format. You can email us, cesspoolnetwork at gmail.com, or hit us up on social media at cesspoolnetwork. Pros and Cons is part of Cesspool Network, which is a new podcast network. And yeah, I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. And we'll see you next episode. Peace. Peace.